We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. This is on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast for the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Feed. We are sponsored by Underdog. Uh, Underdog, one of the only places that I did well today. It's all about that Kyler uh, Minnesota Arizona game action in the uh, the Battle Royale. You can pause it using the promo code GRID, get a free wager, and uh, also it's nice for the Sunday night tilt. So I'm sitting here tilting, and I'm in. I'm in the pick'em contest. I'm I'm on all the Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs overs, because guys, the people that get their favorite show, I lost. I late swapped and still lost, and both of you guys won. Uh, this is this is the people's favorite combination. So we're here. We did it. I didn't play Cooper Cup. I have gills. <laughs> But, but you did play you did play four receivers and you managed to make none of them Cooper Cup, which is amazing impressive. in and of itself. Well done. It it's really impressive. We gotta get we gotta get to that at some point. Yeah. So I mean it's it's hard to do the normal show uh because my lineup is so different from what I entered at uh, at noon. I late I I think late swapping off of five players has got to be the most that I have ever late swapped um is that a direct reflection on how bad your lineup actually was yes so the 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 chalk team that uh that that easily cashed was dacker herbert at quarterback chris carson at running back Najee harris at running back and um four wide receivers and the four wide receivers were amari cooper cd lamb jamar chase and cooper cup though Funnily enough, neither one of you guys played that exact team. Nate Nate got pretty close to it, but that was the chalk team. The 2v2 off of that team was Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen over uh, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. That was what I opted for, and uh, it uh, did not go very well. Did not go very I mean, Amar- Cooper Cup's first touchdown – I don't know if anyone was within 20 yards of him. It, it, it was at that point that I knew that I was in trouble. I mean, anytime you can take like PPR God with a great offensive mind and uh, Matthew Stafford plus a generational talent, Jamar Chase, and, you know, do a 2v2 off of that with Dusty Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen, who who's like scored two career touchdowns. I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. A lot of the times I would feel the need to, to berate myself, but I still feel like that two v two was pretty close, and I don't, I don't really feel that bad about it. To, like Nate, just to be Nate, Nate, we need a take. Okay, give me the exact two v two again because I'm still confused. Like Cup was, you took four receivers, which I think is the sharp way to build in cash. Like I got off of the four receiver build, but you didn't get like Cup. I don't. Cup was very clearly one of the top two guys that you wanted in cash. I would say. Of the cash wide receivers, it was like Amari, CD, and Cup. Like those were the three 
Well, Keenan like you... was actually Keenan was actually the best. Keenan Keenan well, was the 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 best value uh, projection. Like he was the one who was in. Uh, he was in our optimal. He was in the the, uh, the blitz optimal. Like he was in. I'm, yeah, I'm about to Keenan, go, I'm about to... He ended up being the highest owned uh, in cash games too. But like, yeah, how did you not get? So what was the exact two v two? It was Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen versus Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase was the was the exact two v two. Yeah, so I was on the other side of that um, exactly. Had and been, I don't think, I, I don't think it was, I, I don't think that the, the, that was bad. I mean, that was, so our, our optimal was actually um, a little different than the, the cat, the chalk that everyone had. So our top optimal was Dak Najee. We actually had Eli Mitchell um, and then Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Jared Cook, Chris Carson, and the Bears D is, is what, uh, what our optimal was. But I mean, we had, Daryl Henderson was uh, 0.3 points was our second optimal. Cooper Cup was in 56% of our top ones. Um, Amari Cooper was in 100% of them. I like I I don't know like this is not uh, this is not a spot where I'm like dude you're you really should have known before the game's lock. Like sometimes you just run into the 40 burger, you know. Like that's dude, really no. what I think. This is not one of those. I like built so many cash lineups this week, and Cup was legit in every single one. Like. I, it obviously with wide receiver scoring like this, you're gonna get games that go off. They could have easily been Cooper that did it. It could have easily been another one this of these high like, price guys. This is like the. This is like it's. I feel like every time a wide receiver has 40 points and is 40 percent owned, one of us has to fade him, right? Because we had the the Kirk game that all of us faded, and the Fuller game that. If I, I think we all faded it. I mean, maybe Sandy we did. It, we, but did. We, I, we did. I don't like. I don't like that you're bringing up old shit here, man. This this yeah. hurts my soul. I, don't I just. Like I just feel. I just feel like maybe I just in my heart knew he was going for forty, and I had to. I had to fade him for the show. <laughs> like I feel like maybe that was it. Yeah, I. I don't know how you ended up off of him. Doesn't make a ton of sense. Four wide receivers and none of them was cup. Jesus well, Christ. I, it's very it's very obvious. I, I prioritize getting the third guy from the Chargers Cowboys game. So you could say you could say it was Cooper, you could say it was Lamb, you could say it was Keenan, but it was just getting a third guy from that game as opposed to a guy not from that game. What a freaking did you guys watch that game? What a bust that game was. Like it felt like it should have had a lot of points. Like they were moving up and there, down. There wasn't a punt, like, and there wasn't a punt until the last drive of the third quarter, I believe. Yeah, how did this game go under? It scored like thirty-seven points. Like they just dicked around and got a bunch of penalties in critical spots. Herbert and, Herbert and Dak and, took a bunch of sacks on second down in the red zone. Like it just was. It was just one of those games. All right. Well, let's let's start it. Let's start at quarterback. So, uh, you guys both played Herbert over Dak. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in why that was because I, I I had Dak originally before I swapped. I I know why Nate's going to say it, and I'm probably going to say the same thing. Is that Herbert? So first off, the hundred dollars was important to me in the lineup I ended up landing on. Um, I couldn't have fit Dak. Uh, I was maxed out. But secondly, uh, the you know the projections that I was working with uh, had Herbert like a point above, and it was all right. Like I felt like either of them were good. The game environment was going to be money. Um, you know, I, I didn't have like a strong feeling one way or the other. I was scared of fading Dak. Um, but man, Dak fell on his face, bro. Like this was like, this was a spot. I, I was I was not expecting Dak to fall on his face like this, at least numbers wise. Yeah, I mean, I they were so close. I think anybody who like had a strong take on either one, it was a, it was a coin flip either way. But I went Herbert because I think – Zeke slash Pollard have some red zone equity where like Herbert is the guy who all the offense is going to flow through. I don't really worry about Eckler in the red zone. Chargers don't have a lot of running and Herbert has rushing equity that I don't think Dak right now in the red zone does. If they get to the three yard line, it's going to be three Zeke runs where the Chargers like everything that gets scored is going to go through Herbert. It could also be just one Pollard run. They could actually score a touchdown. Yeah. So I went, I went uh, Herbert just cause I think his touchdown upside is a little bit higher, but they were legit like the same play basically, but I just went Herbert because of, yeah, it was a coin flip though. I don't think anybody could have like, that wasn't what made or break broke you in cash. I, 
I played I played Dak because in my OG lineup I had the two Cowboys wide receivers and that was as simple. It was just like I was like that was my that was my tiebreaker and I and I had the uh the hundred bucks. So at running back, uh Nate played three like in the most obvious four wide receiver week in the history of DraftKings.com. Nate, you you chose to you chose to play Damian Harris over uh, this is wild. Okay, okay. This, time this out, is time wild. Out. This is Nate, okay. Have, Davis, have you, have you been have you been accosted or in some way like your body has been taken over? Okay, Davis. First of all, pretending this is the most obvious, like four wide receivers. All week, I was like, I'm playing four wide receivers. I'm playing four wide receivers. I'm playing four wide receivers. And Davis going, you're a fish. You're a fish. Literally all week. And then this morning, Davis wakes up and's like. <laughs> All right, I'm on. It's four we, wide receivers. We wake up. We wake up to a text. Davis saying, "All right, guys. Yeah. All right, it, it is a four wide receiver week." So uh, I was I was on four wide receivers most of the week. Um, it was just I. I mean, I wanted Cup. I wanted Keenan. I wanted Cooper. Um, and then it was trying to figure out who that fourth wide receiver was. I think I had some builds with Waddle. I had some and bills then, with and Beasley. Then Nate, and then Nate saw that Ramondre Stevenson wasn't active. Like we all saw that Trey Sermon wasn't active last week and he overreacted to, to Ramondre being inactive. I mean, it's okay, Nate. You can admit it. You're amongst friends, bud. Nate, were you were you tilting when James White ran in the seven-yard touchdown early in the yes. game? I guarantee he was. I Heck, guarantee he was yes. tilting his face off. Heck yes. I, I mean, it was – that was the most – that was why you play him because it's going to be that type of game um, – and he's going to get all of that workload. I did not expect James James White goal line usage. That was just not in my model for today. But yeah, I mean, I I think those that fourth wide receiver. I never could find one that I thought, that I felt decent about in cash, um, like Waddle, um, Waddle Beasley, Waddle Waddle, Waddle, Waddle Beasley and uh, Sanders all have. Well, you and Sanders. I know, but Waddle was the best. I couldn't, I couldn't make the salary work without playing the Jets yeah. D, and I did not want to play the Jets D. I don't know. I couldn't get comfortable with that fourth wide receiver. I wanted to do it, couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger on it, and then uh, ended up on Harris. Yeah, uh, I also liked you, Henderson a lot. Why didn't you just play the team that everybody played with uh, Amari, CD, Chase, and Cup? Because Nate, Nate had to pay $3,500 for a defense, which is like, Nate, I know you won this week, so it's hard for to really take off on dunks for you. But like at lock, I would have like snapped, like laid like minus 120 for your team against mine, I think. <laughs> Nemo, no, but here he plays Damian Harris and $3,500 for Cleveland. I don't know what's going on, man, but... but... I mean, we can't hate too hard because you beat us again. Feels bad. Yeah, again, it wasn't about like paying up a defense and then getting on Damian Harris. It was I couldn't find a fourth wide receiver I was comfortable about, got on Damian Harris, and then that's where the rest of my build left me uh, at defense. I'm not like so, defense is. So Nate, Nate played three running backs. He played a running back and flex and a four wide receiver week. He paid $3,500 for defense. I mean, this is very, this is extreme. I mean, Nate, you got. No, how many receptions did you get from your running backs? You got, you got, uh, Damian Harris had one reception, Chris Carson had none, and Najee Harris had five. I mean, this is, yeah, this is very so unlikely, brand. Dude. Yeah. yeah, your yeah. brand is taking a hit, kid. It, it was a like Damian Harris was a bad play. I, I, there's no other way to say it. I, like, I got lucky with this Damian Harris thing. I, I should have gotten killed it was just running backs were terrible this week but like hey, Nate, i mean Dam can, I, can i ask damian harris question? only got one target yeah can i ask you a real question why i think it was like a 300 difference between harris to get up to daryl henderson why did you not do that and make that a priority i had them projected like relatively similar after the inactives came out like and i just went with what went, went with harris because i thought the work like not the workload was better, but the game, the game environment was better. I thought Patriots were just literally going to run the ball 35 times here. Like, and Harris was just going to have two, three touchdowns. Like I thought he was just going to smash and yeah, it was a bad play. I mean, the fact that white was out there as much as he was like, I got real lucky. I mean, literally white's usage was, he, he was in a, he was in a 50% timeshare with James white straight up worse. 
White had more snaps. White had 29 snaps and ran 19 routes. Damian Harris, Damian Harris ran 25 snaps and got eight routes. Like the dude, I mean, I got so lucky with this play. It was a bad play. And I like the James White usage, I just was not expecting. And maybe I should have, but I just didn't think the Jets sets up for James White. I actually, I just want you to know, I actually had this argument with Colin all week when we were working on projections. And in our first run, Damian Harris was projected for 18 and a half DraftKings points and like 80% of the backfield touches. And I was like, no, we are fixing this. This is absolutely not it. And I gave James White way more than he'd ever had. And I was still low. I was still low. And I gave JJ Taylor a bunch of touches, obviously, of which he'd never had in the NFL. Like, I, I felt like that. I, I liked Harris a lot for tournaments on DraftKings because I knew he was going to be relatively low and he could score twice. But, I mean, I think the fact that you chose to pay $3,500 for the Browns defense and you play Damien over Daryl Henderson does not speak well for you. Yeah, I, your mic was cutting out a little bit. All I heard was, Nate, you crushed us on DK this week. 144 <laughs> points. Um, also we got a, we got a dunk, we got a dunk on, on Sammy here who, who plays Troutman at tight end. Um, literally, literally he's got got a fish in the name. It's, it's Troutman is in the name, bud. Sammy, there's like four or five tight ends this week and you play Trout. Like I literally can't imagine flipping Troutman. Nate, can you, uh, can, can you look up Troutman's Whopper for me real fast? I mean, it's zero because he wasn't targeted. That's right. That's right. Zero targets for Troutman. I mean, dude, it's on 20 attempts last week. I was like, dude, we get a, we get a couple of targets from Troutman. It's fine. He was three K, right. I didn't have the thousand to move up. Like the, the way I was constructing, I just didn't have a thousand to move up to the, the, the awesomeness that was Tyler Higby. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I am pretty shocked that Higby did so poorly. Um, you know, considering his usage last week, I, I will say Nate played Fant, and I, I think that's fine. I mean, Fant, obviously, he scores the touchdown or whatever. I thought that was like a razor close 2v2. I, I think we had Higby for like 0. 0.05 points more or something, like just, you know, just a total uh, razor's edge. And I, I lost every decision today, just every do, decision. Do you, I, I was on the wrong side. Do you guys know how good this show would have been if I had flipped over Durham Smythe? Like I, de- <laughs> like I definitely had at some point last night. <laughs> but did he catch a pass or something? Like why, like why is I, I, I have no idea who you, like Sammy, what are you looking at when it comes to playing tight ends? Like literally the guys that I was looking at all week was like Fant, Higby, Cook, maybe a little bit of Pitts. I, yeah. Troutman, I like wasn't even on the radar for me. He had six targets last week, mate. He's splitting tight end usage with Juwan. Jo- like, no, he's not that, even that. That's that is not that is not a legitimate point. Juwan Johnson ran ten routes last week. That's like saying yeah. that Jared Cook is splitting with Parham. It, 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 it's basically this. I realized that Higby and Fant were like the two chalky, really good tight ends, and I was just like, you know, I I kind of have to put this in context because I really wanted to play Alvin Kamara, um, and I yeah. paid eighty eight. Then DraftKings points. Oh, I cash, man. Like that's own disaster. But yeah, that's why I decided to punt it tight end. Yeah. So Sammy, Sammy plays, uh, Sammy plays Alvin Kamara and Najee Harris in the early games. Uh, now obviously he has cup, so he's not he's not sweating it and and has Carson as well. So Sammy, you also played three running backs um your internet your internet is a disaster i i assume yeah. your internet being a disaster is it somehow complicated like led you it's to related play- to playing a split time tight end i got i got the cash. i got the adam troutman package with my internet juan did does run more <laughs> part, routes part, than part troutman time, by the part way time. <laughs> he might juan he does might run have, more he he may have in this game he did not last week he ran 10 he ran 10 routes in week one nate I mean, that's just true. Yeah. Well, this week he definitely did. This week he ran more routes on less snaps. Well, he was rewarded. He was rewarded. He was rewarded for for playing well. Also, I mean, two two New Orleans Saints for Sammy when they get ran out of the building by uh, by Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Um, 
just dude, really they just, just, won, they just beat the Packers 38 to three. I'm like this team, dude, Jameis Winston. I want some of that Jameis equity. Like what's, what's the problem? You know, Alvin Kamara. Oh, he's going to have the biggest workload at the side of CMC, like nut run out for him. And bro, it was all bad. Like I was watching that game and I was like, dude, this is not like, thank God I had Cooper cup because like the decisions were bad. I didn't even consider a high price running back this week. I like in cash. I did on like Tuesday, but I, it just became, it just became clear that it was not the optimal way to build, but it doesn't matter. Sammy fades Amari Cooper. No problem. Sammy fades Keenan Allen. No problem. Easy Uh, game. Gets his 40. I've I've made a career out of fading Keenan Allen, by the way, like, like, that that actually should have been my first clue that like playing Keenan Allen has literally never worked out for me. So I should have just played Chase and Cup because keep playing Keenan Allen when Keenan Allen's chalk is just like never good. I, I absolutely detest it. Um, all right, so I guess I guess this is we we can talk about. Uh, oh, Sammy, you played the Jets defense. They got three. I played the Eagles defense. They got one. Nate played the Browns defense. They got five. Um, did, so we they, all did, did your defense have a big snowflake next to it? <laughs> it they did. Yeah. <laughs> Screw defense. Let's talk more about running back because I I I don't think I considered or like anybody above that mid tier at all this week. I mean, it was it just it just like, was not there wasn't a cheap wide receiver or tight end to make it work unless you played a yeah. guy who projected for zero points. Yeah. So so and, I'll say this. I'll say this. The reason why I decided to go commit era over the spot I would have done Henderson um and Henderson was the other guy I was considering there is because I just wasn't confident in Henderson's receiving usage whereas I'm really confident in Camara's and the you know I mean Henderson ended up getting a decent amount of targets I don't know if you guys have it in front of you but he caught like three or four balls he was used in the passing game in a way that he wasn't in week one um I hate to take just one week's worth of data but even going back to last year you know Cam Akers was never thrown the ball. Um, and so it's been quite a while since the Rams have really used their running backs in any sort of like decent receiving role, basically since prime Gurley. And I was just like, you know what? I saw a floor for Henderson that I just didn't feel amazing about. And Camara just has this mega high floor, obviously in theory. Um, and, and I just decided I'd feel a lot safer that way. And I was still able to get wide receivers that I like. So that was that was kind of the thinking. Maybe it's wrong, but yeah, I, I was I was not fully believing in Henderson. He ended up doing really well, even though he like left early, hurt. He got he got hurt, and Sony came in and did well too. I mean, Henderson was setting up for hundred yard bonus. Like he he would have been he would have been twenty five DK points or whatever had he not gotten hurt. Yeah, uh, I had a Hender, I had a ton of Henderson in GPP, and his use or yeah his workload his usage before the injury was like one of the best on the slate. I mean, I think he had like 22 routes run. Uh, I mean, he's out there every single snap. And so it's the injury is a huge bummer. Cause he was like, I don't know why I think it's just season long stuff got people off him, but his ownership this week was way low compared to what it should have been. So I'm a fish for I, considering Harris over him. I played, I played a hundred percent Henderson in tournaments. Again, it didn't end up mattering. So this is where I was at, at the end of the the 1 p.m. games um so I had Najee who got 19 but whatever I mean he was the the most owned guy he, he did not matter I had Emmanuel Sanders he had 6.8 points uh Sanders played 93 percent of the snaps last week led the team in average depth of target yeah I mean everyone knows like he I just needed him to get like 12 he did not get 12 uh so that that's going to be bad then I had Higby who had 1.8 one reception for eight yards and I had the Eagles defense who had one point I knew what was coming I knew everyone had the the Dallas and LA players so I knew I couldn't play any of them so I swapped to Brady from Herbert and Prescott that went well I swapped to Zeke over Carson I they literally played to like a draw Zeke got 17 Carson got 15 with two touchdowns not that I was tilting uh the fact that he scored two touchdowns inside the five yard line thanks to penalties and turnovers it's fine uh then I played Mike Evans this was where I made the mistake I mean not a mistake like I think the thought process was fine but it just didn't work out I played Antonio Brown and I played DeAndre Hopkins and Hopkins had 15 points at the end of the Cardinals first drive 
and didn't catch another pass. I don't. He might not have even been targeted again. He, I mean, he's no. He's no Rondell Moore, mate. He's just no Rondell Moore. Ron, I mean, Rondell Moore's usage in this was insane. He played. He played like twenty-one snaps and got like he, eight targets. He's, he's the Damian Harris of wide receivers. Basically, he just comes in and and scores like eight fantasy points per snap. You know this this goddamn podcast is basically turning into just like Davis talking about his swaps because yeah, well, it really hopefully, is. Hopefully, I won't have to. Hopefully, one of these weeks I'll actually play the good <laughs> plays and I won't have to. It uh, I so I I got I got like 35 percent back, which just feels like an absolute miracle. I mean, it, it truly feels like a miracle considering how dead I was at the end of the yeah, like, getting. I thought, Getting to Brady, getting to Brady over Dak and Herbert was obviously a big piece of equity because Brady had like 30 something and I think Herbert got 19 and Dak had less. Let me ask you guys this, like Dak really isn't running a ton anymore uh, since his, since his injury. Um, We didn't have a lot of data on that, but it was to be expected. I don't think he ran a lot in week one. Herbert has a little rushing upside, but not a ton. Were we not considering Brady enough as like a cash play. We, we had, we had Brady as uh as the highest projected quarterback on, on the slate. Um, he was in, he was in more of our top optimals than Dak was, but I, uh, I still played Dak out of, I think pure stubbornness. I just, I just think about that. Like if you're, cause Brady has like zero rushing equity, except like every once in a while he gets like a quarterback sneak touchdown, but I don't know if, if you're considering the other two guys and we're putting literally all of our eggs in one game basket um, that ended up busting, like we're, we're kind of jobbed. So I, I don't know, maybe we should have considered Brady more as like a standalone cash play. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't on Brady enough this week. I had a couple of his receivers, but I mean, when he's going to throw like this, the efficiency of that team, is just unreal right now. Obviously these last two games are, I mean, the, the competition on this one wasn't much, but I I think we're going to have to look at Brady more uh, and just this Tampa Bay especially offense, so. Especially because they were on the one-yard line three separate times, and they, they did not hand it off to Fournette. They were just like, nope, let's do this. Like they, Mike, 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 Arians, Evans, Mike Evans Arians, did it route. Here we go. Gronk to the corner. Here we go. Yeah. Arians is the type of coach to let a guy just have a generationally, like, run up his numbers for the season. Like I could totally see Arians just going like, we're going to get Brady as many touchdowns as he wants this year. Uh, Even if it's on the one yard line. So I know it's narrative street a little bit, but I I mean, Brady looks like he just, he's going to throw for five touchdowns here. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I get, I think my, I think my swap was fine. Uh, The all, everyone I swapped to was single digit owns in cash. I mean, Deandre Hopkins was 3%. If Hopkins does what Lockett does or whatever, I'm fine. You know, I I, I briefly thought about Lockett um, and then ended up not doing it. Rid, Ridley, actually, if I'm looking at this team I made, I actually probably should have played, played Ridley because it correlated better with uh, the Buccaneers players. Not not that it really matters, but that was my that was my late swap. It scrounged me. It scrounged me back. I mean, if I would have stuck with those Cowboys players, I literally would have gotten zero dollars back. Like I, I would have gotten zero dollars back from my Cowboys lineup. So always be swap. It's actually amazing. Literally every lineup I had, uh, single entry, every I swapped everything. Like all all of my all of my stuff was had to be swapped because of how bad the the one PM games were. It was really bad. I mean, this was the worst Sunday I can remember since the um the mark andrews game the 90 the 99 yard mark andrews game with the drop touchdown i think that it's the worst event since then it was really bad i was very unhappy davis you swap more often and like you are forced to swap in cash more often than anyone i know like well i understand that swapping is good in like in tournaments and other things like that but you put yourself in position in cash games all the time where you're just like throwing out the whole thing most people just don't. That's the thing. It's like, if I think I, if I think I'm five points behind where I need to be, I will just do it. And most people don't like last week. Um, last, I don't even remember the exact swap I made, but like there, there could have, like uh, another person who I'm in a chat with had the same team and they didn't swap. Right. It was. Yeah. You had uh, a 40 point swap last week. You, you, you had the nuts last week when you swap. But, they, but what I'm they, saying is most people don't swap in that spot. And I, I think that the sweep equity, especially because I play so much head to head is so valuable 
that those those spots where even if you're five points behind, I think you should be swapping there. And I think that's why I, I'm swapping most, not, mo- I, I don't know, probably 50% of the time I'm swapping after the 1 p.m. game. And, and the other and the other 50%, like 20 minutes before the game start, you're, you're texting us like, guys, I think I need to swap. Guys, I think I'm going to swap. Like you are, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, like swapping is a, a theoretically sound thing that unless most you are people nutted, don't take. Unless you are nutted out, you like need to be thinking about it. Like if you had cup today, obviously you don't need to be thinking about it. But even if you had a decent team going, you know, you, you avoid, like, like, let's say, let's say, so on my team, let's say I play Waddle and I play Fant, um, but I have the Eagles defense with with one point. And with Najee, some people probably just stay there. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I got 10 from Waddle, got the touchdown from Fant. Like, I might be okay. And that's a spot where some people stay, and I'm swapping 100% of the time in that spot, which I think you should be doing. I, because I think if you are, I think if you are behind, like playing these like sixty percent on plays, it's just it's terrible. It's just it just cannot be defended. IMO. All right, let's do let's do the let's do the tournament. Uh, the three hundred k red zone, fifty k to first single entry. This is the one that we are doing. And Sammy, I played Troutman, buddy. I did. I played Troutman on this team. Got the got the snowflake. Um, hey, wait, wait, wait. You're dunking on me. You played Troutman in the single entry. What you doing? Because the, the logic, your logic was not that terrible. He just wasn't a cash play. Whatever. Yeah. All right. What, uh, Nate, what did you, what did you do for your primary single entry team? Uh, for my primary single entry team, uh, I had a Tannehill stack. I, I went, uh, Tannehill, Tannehill with Brown and, um, uh, I brought it back, or it was a Tannehill double stack with Brown and Julio, and then I brought it back with Lockett. Um, my running backs, I went Deontay Harris and uh, and Williams from from uh, Denver. I think he was my favorite, like tournament running back of the week, Javante Williams. I think he's like at, at four four. I'm so bummed every time Melvin Gordon touches the ball. Williams I is know. the most talented running back in Denver by, by far. far and every by time far. he touches the ball he make he creates like three or four extra yards and then they just give it to Melvin Gordon 25 times and it's it's the most tilting thing in the world Javante should have had like a huge game here going up against this terrible defense in Jacksonville but I I mean I was really happy in the early slate when I flipped with Steelers D uh Javante Williams Damon Harris and I only had like they were both 12 percent owned from the running back standpoint I made a full Najee Harris fade in, uh, in all tournaments. Like I just excluded him from my, every single one of my GPP builds um, and pretty much went like totally contrarian at running back so that I could pay up at these, uh, the later games and get the guys that I wanted. So, and then wide receiver, I went Lockett, Brown, Godwin, Julio, and then had tight end is uh, Jared Cook, who had a t- touchdown called back that was so tilting. Yeah, well, Nate, I mean, the the real tilt for you was not Jared Cook, but it was just smashing in Titans and completely not playing Derrick Henry, who was the key to the entire slate. I mean, Jesus yeah. H. Christ, like the big dog just came to eat and they were down the entire game. Like, it's just unbelievable. I had zero percent Henry in tournaments and, you know, just like feels so, 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 so bad. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what was your what was your single entry team, Sammy? So one of the one of the things that I really wanted to do in tournaments was to in it really like do a direct pivot against Najee and CD Lamb. And basically at the same price points, uh, it's both pivots and leverage play Deontay Johnson and Zeke. Um, and so that's what I did in this lineup. I stacked Herbert and Keenan Allen and uh, brought it back with Zeke. And then I played Mike Evans, Jamar Chase. Uh, I actually had Jared Cook on this team too. Eagles defense with the snowflake. Um, but yeah, like that was, I, I wanted to create a somewhat chalky lineup, but just create leverage in the way of having, you know, Deontay Johnson in a spot where, you know, Deontay is just a true alpha. And of course he had nine for 105, got the bonus, you know, he just did Deontay things, you know, smashed uh, CD lamb and uh you know, Zeke had an okay game, but I think we're, I, I thought that the Dallas passing game was just going to be so chalky that pivoting onto their run game was going to be great. 
the and and Zeke did fine, but I think the one thing to recognize is, and we've known this for a while, but Tony Pollard is irrepressible. Tony Pollard is clearly better than Ezekiel Elliott, and they are not giving Zeke like that massive, massive workload like they used to. Like they're they're giving Pollard the work through the air. They're giving him some gimmick stuff. They're giving him some rushes, and that turns Zeke from like a really really great player to like an okay player. Like he's fine, but. You know, certainly. Uh, yeah, he's certainly like was... he's like he's like Chris Carson. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So that was that was basically the theory behind uh, behind that lineup. Yeah. So my my OG team uh, obviously was try. It, it was a a Dak double with Mike Williams. I thought Mike Williams would be like a little bit less owned. Uh, what it turned into was a Russell Wilson. Metcalf and Julio Jones. So basically, uh, did I? It was Russell Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Harris, DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, KJ Hamler, Adam Troutman, Austin Eckler, Cardinals defense. And I, I only played the Cardinals defense because, um, I played the Cardinals defense because I wanted more swaptions, right? Because that was that was like the theme of the week coming in, right? All the all the touts were talking about the swaptions with the late games and everything, and it ended up uh, coming. To coming home to roost uh, this this Lockett thing is Lockett just going to score a 70-yard touchdown every single week well, well no no Lockett's like, Lockett's going to do this right up until the time he's chalky and then he's going two for 16 we have seen this story 16. before yeah you cannot play Lockett at above double digit ownership like you just can't you you have to fade him once he gets there but when he's five percent owned like this Lockett was my most owned wide receiver of of tournaments uh Godwin was right there with him but Lockett at this rate is like, I when you can get these these Russ Lockett double stacks with or with under five percent, they're they're all single digit. Nobody well, wants that's, this. That's really right now. that's really that's really the question: is do you single stack Russ with the bring back, or do you try to press for the double stack? Right? Because Swain scored what a seventy yard touchdown in this game as well. So yeah. I mean, obviously, if that is um, if that's Metcalf, you're feeling you're feeling pretty good about it. But uh, I think the, the, the double stack works if you have a che- one of those cheaper options. I don't think I would ever like suggest double stacking both Metcalf and Lockett, but there are other ways to get exposure to Seattle. I mean, they do like Everett or uh, I think I had some Disley. Obviously, he didn't do anything today, but um, I think that there's do- double stack options in Seattle. Um, but I mean, I, I typically double stack every time with a bring back versus a single yeah. stack no matter who it's I, just I, trying to find I, a cheap play so i do the same thing i actually think single stacking russ feels like the way to go like it just feels like one of those dudes gets 30 every game and it's very it's i mean do we even have a track record of them both doing it like i think there was one game no i i think there was one game where lockett had two touchdowns and Metcalf also had two last year. Maybe the yeah, Jets but, is, game, but it's so right? almost always one or the other. It is. It really is. But like here's okay. This uh, this is going to get like in the weeds a bit. But I structural building when it comes to tournaments is just much more predictive than these individualized takes that we have on teams and the volatility of those players. Like I agree, Russ. I, I think the idea of like oh you can't double stack Russ, even though we have data that shows that like double stacking is the optimal way to build tournament lineups time and time and time again. It's like the idea of why zero RB like structural drafting versus trying to come up with these anomalies and evaluating each individual player in these team. Like, I, I, I think the idea of like, you can double stack some people, you can't double stack others or, Oh, Lamar, you can't because he's a running. Like, I think it's much better to have a structural based building approach than it is to try to come up with these individualized, like, high volatility, low volatility, all of that stuff ends up being noise most of the time. When you look at like individual player volatility, it almost always averages out to zero. People used to say last year, Lockett is too volatile. This year he's going to be almost in individual player volatility basically doesn't exist. See I, see, I don't get this, Nate, because this is an extremely sharp take. It's very nuanced and it's correct. And yet you're the same person that played Damian Harrison cash. Like this does not line up for me i don't i don't understand how this is the, the david harris thing was bad it was like an 11 15 like 45 minutes before lock i i saw the tweet of like Ramondre's and i was like oh they're gonna run the ball oh he's he's not in the doghouse he's gonna have 25 carries 400 cheaper than henderson lock it in it was bad it was yeah. bad 
very sketch, bro. It was real bad. All right, we gotta we gotta talk about D. Henry. Six targets. No, bro. we don't. No, we don't. If they're gonna dump Derrick Henry the ball off in these games, he is a different category of player for our. No, 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 no. We've we've seen this story before, Davis. They're not gonna. No, we haven't. Dumping the ball to Henry. Yes, we have. We have. We have never. We have. We've I, never I, seen I would, this. This is his career high in targets. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I guarantee yeah, but, six targets is the most he's ever got. But he's had he's had receiving spikes where he got like four or five, and we're like, oh, if Derrick Henry starts, I mean, here's here's the whole thing, man. But but he this, had four targets. La- he had four targets last week, though. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. So if you look at his, if you look at his career high in targets, one, uh, is he, he's got more than three targets four times, and two of them were to start this season with the new offensive coordinator. I mean, bro. I mean, it's just so it's just so tilting. Like you spend all week constructing your lineups, your double stacks, your bring backs, your pivots, like all this stuff. And then Derrick Henry just comes in and smashes on your face and the whole thing is ass. Like if you didn't have Derrick Henry in tournaments, you didn't make any money. Um, and, and I didn't have any. And it's just like, man, so, so infuriating. So infuriating. Like, I don't know why we ever fade the big dog. Yeah, I, hard to say. I like, I, I get so excited every time I look at the Tennessee passing offense. Like when I think of what Tannehill with his, historical efficiency with Julio with AJ Brown. Like I want to double stack them every single week. And then Henry comes in or Julio does what he does or AJ Brown falls apart. Like you did today. I, like Tennessee is going to be the thing that I do every single week. And it's going to be tilting. Cause I'm never going to get it right. Dude, it was, it was fourth down and one do or die. And they're just like, yeah, we'll give it to Henry and he'll score. And he did it. like, uh, obviously, obviously it's just, Un- unbelievable I mean, they I play they play they play the colts next week what are you what are you gonna do what are you gonna do with henry i mean he just got 41 touches in this game dude, I mean, I'm, I'm, not gonna gonna him. I'm gonna fade him again and go broke bro dude this is what i do i'm not gonna play him and i'm gonna tilt it yeah i i don't know and 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 um i think that we are in the midst of kyler having the 2019 uh lamar season like it it seems like he is just gonna be the, the addition of Rondale is so big. And honestly, we make fun, but AJ Green is better than like Keyshawn Johnson and Demir Bird, you know, just those total stiffs that they've been playing at outside wide receiver or, or even honestly, Larry Fitzgerald, like AJ Green is like slightly better than Larry Fitzgerald was. And, and Max Williams has like 85 receiving yards. And I mean, none of that stuff matters. If Kyler is just taking it to the next level, like he's, 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 just, just, he's just so, he's just so good. But I don't care, but in my most important seasonal league, I had Kyler Cup and Lockett, and I'm gonna lose. Because <laughs> I mean you should try to you should try to play good. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, not it. Like he just he just ruined my whole day. This freaking guy, man, like unbelievable. Like I won money today, and I'm still just so insanely tilted because Derrick Henry just like galloped on my face. Like I don't Man, uh, Arizona is going to be fun all year. Chase Edmonds also, I think, adds a huge like layer to that versus these just terrible running backs they've run out there for the last couple of years. I think him back there with Kyler, he basically functions as a wide receiver off to his side. So like him, Rondale plus Hopkins, Arizona's going to smash all year. And Kyler AJ Green scored like a pretty sick touchdown today, where he like stiff armed a dude and leaped into the end zone. And I think. I think Davis is right. Like AJ Green himself is not like any sort of good fantasy option, but just way better than the stuff they've been trotting out in the past. And that like just really raises raises Kyler's floor. In I, a big I, I have a I have a confession. One of my single entry teams I set up as a Kyler team, and I played AJ Green over Rondell Moore. <laughs> Man, we're talking about Nate's brand going downhill, bro. Yeah. What do you did you play Dust in the lineup too? Well, so I I was arguing with Colin all week. I I thought our projection on Rondell Moore was too low, right? I was like, no, he just he's gonna he's gonna go nuclear because he's the guy. And they were like, you know, AJ Green played eighty six percent of the snaps last week. He had a nineteen percent target share. And I was like, you know what? For once, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with the old guy. And of course, you know, I just I just immediately get punished. It's so tilting. I mean, the the hard thing about Rondell is like again, it's the gadget usage stuff. I mean, he had. I think he had like 24 routes run, eight targets on that. And his eight out was like three and a half. I mean, he's ultimately like running, running back routes. So it's, that is going to be hard to like, 
his price is not what it was and it's going to keep going up. What was he 4k this week? He's going to be five, five next week. It's going to be like, if he's at the same price as like a Jamar, I'm, I'll play Jamar every time. Like and his touchdown was wide open, bro. Like they just like didn't cover him, you know, like you can't count yeah. on that happening. So, so what, do, I, they have, do they have salaries up for next week? No, I'm guessing because of what Rondale did that no, his price don't. is going to shoot. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, just, uh, yeah, I just feel, I feel, I feel so robbed that DeAndre Hopkins only got 15 DraftKings points when just like three more catches from him would have done the business for me. Feels yeah. Very if, uh, if he had just done what Tyree kill did last week and you just swapped to him and got yeah, a 40 burger, everything would have been fine. You know, no big deal. Why can't I just swap to the nuts every time? You know, <laughs> I mean, if you swap every week, Davis, uh, eventually you will hit the nuts a couple times. So I, I actually, uh, I, I actually think the Rams are uh, kind of interesting to talk about outside of, um, you know, obviously the, the results of what happened, but Woods was, Woods was targeted far more and ran more way, ran way more routes in this game than he did in week one. Do we like, what do we, what do we make of that? Like, is, is there going to be like a buy the dip spot on Robert Woods? Cause I imagine I, I, cup is just going to be insane yeah. chalk over the next couple of slates. I certainly think there could be. So a little gadget floor equity, two rushes for six yards today. We always like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, one yeah they- of, it's one of those things where historically they've been really like, they projected out in like seasonal, they projected out really similarly. Obviously we saw Woods kind of leave the field a little more than expected last week, but I didn't see the snap counts today, but if they're back up, I think that's, that's like a clear spot to, to kind of buy. Yeah, it was. I mean, he ran, I think, 31. They basically ran out of three wide receivers set almost every time where it was like it was cut Van Jeffers and uh, and Woods. I mean, I think he ran almost the same amount of routes as Cup. It was just Cup's usage was was not the the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Chargers play next week uh, in in Arrowheads. I imagine the total for that game. uh, I mean, there's probably a line right now, but I would I would like the the interesting thing about that is the the Chiefs will never get that ownership in cash that the Cowboys do because they're all like a little bit expensive. Do you guys like? Are we gonna are we gonna play Kelsey next week? Is like that is that gonna be what happens? Like are we gonna are we gonna be tilting the Kelsey like five for sixty five game? Like is that gonna is that a preview of next week's show? Uh, certainly could be. I mean, it really obviously it depends on like what the salaries are and constructions are. Um, just, but I, I do think the Chiefs tend not to be as owned in cash as they always should be. Like they just always smash, you know, their their target usage is always really concentrated. Like it's always kill Hill, Kelsey, or both. Um, and it, 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 going back to the Rams, really interesting. They they only had five tickets today and threw it 30 times. So obviously one game doesn't make a trend, but if that's something that holds true, that, that they get a little chiefs like and start just like really utilizing like their core group of guys and not like a ton else. Um, I, I think, I think that's something we can take advantage of. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for you, you can only really play woods over cup in tournaments, like in cash games, woods or cups usage right now is so not, I mean, his target share is like 40% after two weeks. Here, here, here's he's, he's like, guys. he's like Michael Thomas. Here's a good one oh. for you guys next week. That was that was too that was too much. Here here's a good one. Here's a good one for you guys next week. Daniel Jones and the Giants play at home to the Atlanta Falcons. Daniel Jones has like 25 fantasy points in back-to-back games. Yeah, Dan- Daniel Jones is like Lamar Jackson, only he can throw a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar as Lamar just threw an interception as we are his, as we are recording. His, his, his second interception already. Yeah, it's uh, he's having a little bit poor poor Lamar. Dude. Sterling, Sterling Shepard could be interesting. I mean, versus yeah. Atlanta. Like Sterling gets usage and nobody wants to play anybody from New York. So understandable, but yeah, Cup is going to be, if Cup is under 7K, he's going to be 50% on in cash games next week. The the Rams play, the Rams play the Buccaneers who have uh, given up a bunch of passing stats the last couple of weeks. I mean, because you can't run on him at all, and it's going to be Sony Michelle if Henderson's out again. What if what if Cordell Patterson is priced at forty six hundred dollars for running back? Like, what if what are we playing? Are we like what what would CFAT have to be priced at for us to consider playing him? Well, uh, he's I, on I DK as a wide receiver, right? So you 
Yeah, I think I, I think the bar I think the bar is lower for you than it is for us, Davis. You yeah, love it. It would just it would just be amazing. I mean, clearly, like the the Mike Davis experiment lasted one week. How many how many touches did Mike Davis get today? I feel like it was less than Corderell Patterson, though I stopped counting. Uh, Mike Davis oh, got was nine low. rushes. Mike, Mike Davis got nine rushes. CPAC got seven. Uh, Mike Davis was targeted seven to, wow, seven times, and CPAC was targeted six. We just barely outtouched Patterson, but obviously uh, looked way worse. I mean, CPAC, CPAC scored twice and honestly should have been three times because he, he did not really step out on that one where he stepped out, but they whistled the play dead. So. Yeah, he also he also um, had seven yeah. rushes for eleven yards. Like, let's not uh, let's not go nuts, Davis. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not wasting a spot on him. Yeah, yeah. But you can do it in uh, three minutes. Did we did we did we learn? I mean, did we learn anything else from from this slate? Maybe maybe. Oh, Corlin Sutton is back. How about that? Oh Corlin yes, Sutton. Sutton's Corlin usage, Sutton. but he's hurt. I think he, he got, got hurt this he game. He got hurt. I thought That's, so. I mean. He had, I saw he had 258 air yards, which was the most of anyone this week. I, I think on the flip side of that game, Marvin Jones, I mean, you know, it, you guys played him in week one and then his price went up and everyone was like, no, I'm good. He had 11 more targets. Yeah. Like he is, he is kind of clearly making himself the, the top guy in that offense. And certainly if. Dude, you know, I mean, should, I, I got to I mean, I just got to call a spade a spade. Chanel had an absolutely Chenault. miserable game. He, he Dude, was, he I was think Chanel's done. I, well, I think that's clearly not true, but he. Okay. If you cannot produce on, if you cannot be one of the main, like the share of an offense, when you have James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, the, the corpse of Marvin Jones, who are these people that he can't beat out for touches? And like, wow, I mean, Hart, he was fine last week. He got, he got, he had like 11 targets last week. Davis, what, what, last week. what round was LaVisca Chenault drafted in the NFL draft? Was it like fourth or fifth? Second, really? Yeah. Damn. Is is, is uh, like if, if you can't produce in this offense like right now when there's literally nobody else there to steal work from you, it's I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 40, 40, 40, 40 second overall. I mean, being being optional entirely seems bad, but I don't know if I would play him next week. The Jaguars. Oh, the Jaguars play Arizona next week. So I might I might recant on that statement. Um, well, he's like the third wide receiver in like one of the worst offenses in the in the league. Uh, so. We're 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 double sacking Arizona, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I I I think that uh, I mean Arizona's defense. It just feels like they're primed to give up lots of passing yards because of how the offense plays. And uh, Lawrence Lawrence, I think is good. He didn't in this game, but I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to give us some Bortles energy in some of these games. Like I think there's going to be lots of like. 220 yard and two touchdowns second halves yeah 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 um jacoby uh, tua got hurt right so jacoby yeah. came in through it 40 times uh Devontae parker and waddle led with nine and eight targets um i don't even think we talked about did either you guys you guys didn't play waddle in cash right no but no. i i pretty heavily considered it i i thought he would have been a pretty good play yeah, we so didn't, I, we didn't get to it. He was he was the third guy that I played. He was my third re- receiver, Waddle. I didn't feel amazing about it, but um, as it turns Did out. You, like, uh, what about the Bills wide receivers, Davis? Do you think that – I mean, I, I know a lot of people played Beasley or Sanders and Cash. You played Sanders. Do you think that that's, like, playable moving forward, or did this week change that for you at all? I mean, Josh Allen just looks like shit, right? Like if we, j- I mean, I know they, I know that they uh, smoked the Dolphins today. What they scored, yeah. But I mean, he threw, he averaged five point four yards per attempt. Uh, Stephon Diggs only had four for sixty, two for forty eight for Sanders, two for thirty six for Cole Beasley. You could say maybe the numbers would have gotten a little bit better had it been a more competitive game. But Josh Allen looks like he's in like some corner. It's kind of like Space Jam monster thing where where all of his abilities just like seem to have left his body he just really does not look good to me like, well you I, guys like, you, you guys know that Hermsmeyer has been kind of ringing the bell for regression for Josh Allen this season he also rings the bell for regression for Bitcoin so we can't like take his word as gold by any stretch but um but yeah Allen has had two pretty poor games in a row now yeah yeah I this mean, one I, I don't think was as Last week was versus the Steelers. This week they got up early, and I don't think they really needed much. Like, I mean, I mean, what was it? Five minutes into the game, and they were up. And they, 14 they points played. Of Singletary. They, 
they play the Washington football team next week, so I don't think I will be interested in playing any of their players, to be honest. Like, that just seems like kind of like a gross game. I don't know. I, I, I am, like, more for, like, seasonal stuff. I'm, like, like Diggs was going in the first round, um, which seems concerning. Because the, yeah, I have the a lot tar- of digs the, the, in seasonal. The target volume ball. has not even particularly been there. Like, and, how, many, and how many targets did Diggs get last week? Like, I, It's been oh, under right, double I'm digits. Wrong. I'm wrong. No, he, he had the same amount of targets as Beasley last week. They both had 13. But that's what I'm saying. That's not what we wanted from, from like this Buffalo offense. We expected this Buffalo offense to lead the league and pass, pass rate over expected again. Well, we um, expected them to have the volume and to be efficient on that volume, like, like 380 yard passing games and stuff. And that, that does not look like what they're set up for at the moment. Yeah. Well, Diggs is still, I mean, he's like seventh in the league in expected receiving. Okay. He's still getting the workload. It's just not panning out. I mean, he's still got a 25% target share with a, uh, with a really nice, like his eight out is still double digits. So Diggs will be fine. Uh, Brandon cooks. Houston, targets, we, is, no one else on the team had more than two. Like, are we going to be having to play Brandon cooks because of this volume he's going to see at low ownership? Yeah, uh, I don't want. I, mean, I don't want to say yes, but at some point you need to consider it. I suppose, like, it feels really bad, like playing any Houston Texans player. But yeah, I mean, he literally got like a target on fifty percent of his routes. Like, that's nuts. I mean, he he was he's the only guy. Yeah. What, what I, else? I mean, what, what else do they have? I don't think I can do it though. Like, I I remember I brought up Mark Ingram. What? How did they? How did they distribute the rushing touches this week? Well, I know, this I know week Tyrod was having a good game until he got he got hurt. This week it was Ingram with fourteen, Lindsey with five, and then Johnson had six carries. Yeah, you don't so you don't I, want any of that. And uh, yeah. if you if you spent a bunch of money, your fab money in seasonal on Mark Ingram last week, I don't I don't know what. To no, tell but you. Cooks could Cooks could be interesting. I mean, uh, Nico, their their rookie wide receiver or whatever, Nico Collins, is got injured, and then I think they're. I think the corpse of Danny Amendola still running around and he got injured. So it's like, they literally have cooks and like no one else. So if he's the only wide receiver next, next week, he might be worth a look. Uh, should we, should we talk about how bad the Steelers are or should we just leave it at that? I thought they were the best team in the league. I mean, yeah. losing, so the, so did I. losing, to, losing to Derek Carr and Kenyon like, Drake. I mean, this is you bad. can't possibly have, so have bad. any faith in this team, dude. Like, like it's just they are they are god awful. No, I actually really do. I, I actually do have like zero faith in this team, and the fact that the Raiders have beaten the Ravens and now the Steelers in back to back weeks is just like what's what's going on here? Like, it's really it's really not good. But you know, I really I, I think Deontay got hurt on the very last play of the game too. Like crash time, 20 seconds left. Like he catches a pass to get the bonus. It's all lit. Like, you know, I'm ready to come on here and dunk because he's on my single entry team. Then I think you would hurt. So if that's the case, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really bad for Pittsburgh. Like this was obviously Najee was kind of like the chalk and, and, and he played every snap, got all this usage, but dude, I mean, this, this team, this offense is really, really, really bad. And, yeah, the uh, Najee, yeah, the Najee yeah. drafters, the Najee drafters got like 2019 Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Najee is unplayable in tournaments. I, I Like his, his upside is so low being on this offense and his ownership is going to be so high because in cash games, he's such great play because he's getting all this volume. But like Najee was like the easiest fade of the week in tournaments. Yeah, seems bad. Uh, yeah, geez, Ben looks so bad. I watched like a couple minutes of this game and there was a couple throws that he made that it was just like, this is sad. Like get someone else in there. I mean, for Clay. Boys, I, have a, I, have a confession. I have a confession to make the Pittsburgh Steelers are at home next week against the Bengals. And I may, I may throw one last hail Mary stack. I may make that my single entry team. And if it doesn't happen for me, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're, we're going to be off it, but I think I got to give it one more go chase Claypool time. So the 49ers, I'm not even going to acknowledge that, Sammy. I'm moving right on. So the 49ers play uh, home to the Packers next week. And I guess we'll learn more about the Packers on Monday night. But Jermichael Hasty got hurt. Trey Sermon lost a fumble on his very first NFL carry. Uh, and, and Trenton Cannon was active, got, got one carry for minus one yard. 
I mean, Elijah Mitchell was certainly not great, right? 17 carries for 42 yards. Hasty got the five targets. Mitchell was only targeted twice. I, I think that Mitchell might just kind of be like a last man standing type thing in their backfield next week. Like if Hasty's hurt, what are they going to do? They're going to play Trent Cannon. Is that going to happen? I mean, here's, here's the other thing. We all were like, dude, the Niners are so well coached. They're going to be so good. You look at that team. It's like, what if they're not good at all? Well, they just got to, they got to go to Lance, bro. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I don't know what to do with the Niners. The only thing I know what to do with is they're receiving the receiving volume. And all I want uh, is Debo. Debo got is hurt. Debo. He got hurt. Did he? Did yeah. he? Did I miss oh, that? No. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's serious, but I know that I know that he was injured and off with the trainers at, at, at one time. I will, I will do a quick Twitter search. To oh, see. I was going to say, I didn't see that. I mean, well, I he, saw he that he finished sure, the game with for, like four times more work than anybody else on the team. Uh, they say, they say it was just cramps. So, but I, I think he was, I think he, he, um, did not play. Like, I think he came out of the game for, for a significant portion. But yeah, I mean, and and the the Ayuk thing is so bizarre. I mean, he was targeted twice in this game. Like, what are what are we doing? Given given uh, you know Trent Sherfield more targets than Brandon Ayuk. Like, what's going on here? It's so weird. I don't know what I don't know what he did, bro. He did something like he he didn't get the vax or something. Like he is complete doghouse, and he was really good last season. Like it yes. wasn't like you know like when when Debo was out like he was kind of a bona fide number one wide receiver for a couple weeks and he you know he's a rookie he was drafted high I don't know what's going on there man but it's something yeah it's one thing to like be pissed at like Trey Sermon or whatever you got a rookie who did something stupid in camp it's another thing to be like to do this to a receiver who literally has a year of like NFL high level production high level draft and everything else like they're I, I don't understand at all what San Francisco's doing and I don't think Shanahan's as sharp as we all think. So yeah. all what, right. what are the what are the odds that Davis leaves himself swaptions next week for Rams Buccaneers players? I mean, a hundred percent. Like I will. I don't even know. Like I, we don't even have prices yet, but I'm leaving swaptions, dude. You got the Seahawks the receivers. The swaptions have been the swaptions have been very kind to me, dude. Davis, just build a strong cash lineup. Build a strong cash lineup, and then you won't have to like throw out these massive swings where you're taking yeah, a just got, hey, look, dude, volatility swing play, of sixty look, you points. Gotta, you got to just play a thirty-five hundred dollar defense and Damian Harris on DraftKings, and as long as you do that, yeah. you're just you're good to go. No, yeah, well, I, just, wait, for I just I just checked, and the the DraftKings balance says wait, that wait, that's wait, the way wait, to operate. Wait, 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 I gotta go look at I gotta go look at Sammy's. Okay, now Sammy had Cup, so never mind. But imagine if Sammy didn't have Cup and he had Alvin Kamara, Troutman, and the Jets defense staring at him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I did. But I did have Cup because I'm not like a stone fish. Like that's that's just how oh. it works, man. Davis, God, let's man. just be clear about something. You took four shots at wide receiver, and you didn't get the top like the number one or number two guy of the week. He wasn't though. I just yes, I just, he I, was. I, 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 he wasn't. I had him projected for like the same amount of points as CD. As who? And I had I had You're bad. I, I had I had Amari and Keenan projected for more. I bet you did too. No, I had I, I had Amari and Cooper were like right there, and then Keenan was Keenan was number three, and then uh, uh, CD was like number four. I mean, what are you doing? Giving like Cedric Wilson an eighteen percent target share? Davis. I mean, the, you the faded only reason, Cooper Cup at six thousand dollars, and he sees a forty percent target share on the season. Like he was, yeah, he was like a thousand dollars less. Than he's a thousand dollars cheaper than, than all these other guys. And, than Cooper and Keenan Allen. Like, yeah. how's, I'm not he, saying, how's he not better than I'm not Keenan saying, Allen? Yes, I'm not saying he wasn't a good play. I'm just saying that I I think my side of the two v two is completely reasonable. I feel like if there um, was six wide receiver slots, Davis still would have not got to Cooper Cup. No, my, my 2v2 was Sanders and Keenan versus Chase and Cup and the Chase yeah, Cup and you, side. And you took the wrong side. You took the wrong side before law. Yeah, but you, I, will, I will take the wrong side again, and that'll just happen because that's just the, <laughs> that just happens. Like sometimes that's, you, sometimes that's why you, the people love this show, Davis, because you will I will take the wrong, wrong side, side again. again. 
Well, sometimes you get the right side and sometimes you get the wrong side. You can't you can't know these things before the the, the games kick off, bro. Well, actually, you can. When two of the guys are underpriced for the role and Jamar Chase is like clearly under. I mean, yeah, but Sanders, both, both Sanders Chase was and Cup clearly underpriced too. Sanders, except he's the thirty-five-year-old like. Davis, Davis. Sanders was wasn't bad. a bad play, but like bad. he was clearly the worst of these four options. That yes. so that is a fair point. That it's like um it's like what uh it, it was like the two v two last week with um what what it was it was Mike Davis and it was Mike Davis and T Higgins right or some no oh, I don't remember what it was but yeah there was there was one guy who was clearly the worst and I did the opposite thing on that is I took I I took the two middling options and avoided the clear guy who was the worst of the four eligible players. And I get, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't like, I, I am, 50, I, bro. Last, well, last week, I feel like I made the wrong choice with the two V two before lock in, in playing Mike Davis. And this week I feel like my decision was fine. No, like that, that, no, else taken on the, no, I was taken. This is no, what I was taken. I'm not, I'm not taking it. Like clearly my team was bad. Right. But I'm like, I will say when I make a bad play, everyone knows I will be the first one to be like, I'm an idiot. I played X, Y, and Z at this egregious price. I mean, I, certainly I'm never playing Emmanuel Sanders again. I learned my lesson, learned my lesson there. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't feel that bad about it other than um, having to hit that deposit button on DraftKings. Haven't had to hit that button in a while, but we got, we got wiped out today. It's, yeah. It's when you, when point. you can fade, when you can fade a rookie and the clear alpha of the league in Cooper Cup at 40% target share for a 35-year-old third wide receiver on the Bills, you got to do it. You just got to do it. Not only not only did Nate uh, take some L's, even though he had a good week, he's given some L's out too. I, I like this. I like this new Nate. This is great. The Damian Harris thing was I so can, bad. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot believe, believe I got away with that. I cannot believe the combination of Damian Harris and a $3,500 defense that got five points. Like against a quarterback that never turns the ball over. Like Tyrod leads NFL history in the lowest interception percentage ever. And Nate's like, dude, fire it up. Got to get the Browns in there. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are the defensive line matchup, dude. It was all about the defensive yeah, line it's matchup. All about, it's all All right, we're getting out of here, everyone. uh, Thank you for listening. We'll, of course, be back next week.